the prophets. Feeling lost? Don't know where to turn. Need a breakthrough? Well, it's here, my friend. Welcome to the prophets. Your host, Prophet Jason Leopard. Good evening, guys. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Hope all is well. Uh, we're um, going to go over a few announcements right quick. We got uh, Riding Holy. Riding Holy with God uh, is sponsoring now. Um, uh, we're going to have, we're going to try to have this one, one time a month. Uh Riding Holy with God is now, our motorcycle outreach is now sponsoring um, Test Your Skills on Two Wheels. Uh, we got some people coming to it this weekend, so um, we we are going to be at the DMV in Blue Ridge, Georgia. We've tried to get in contact with somebody there, so if they kick us out of there, we'll we'll go somewhere else. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we're trying to uh, find a place to train motorcycle people to be safer on the road. So, uh, Riding Holy is sponsoring, um, um, and we're on. And by the way, guys, if you listen to this later on, we're only taking eight people at a time. Uh, so if you want to get in this course and learn uh, how to ride a motorcycle better, more skills to keep you safe on the road, um, we we are taking eight people at a time. Um, so if you want to get in this month and uh, you say you, you want to do motorcycle skills or whatever, we're only taking eight people at a time. That way we won't have a crowd out there. But anyways, we we are um, our outreach is uh, sponsoring uh, uh, test your wheels on test your skills on two wheels. Uh, good, good, good concept. And people, you know, I got taught by Major Jones, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you. The boy knows what he's doing. He, he's he's good at what he does. He said God laid it on his heart to help people ride motorcycles. Uh, later on, we might have a fee for you to enter in the training courses. Uh, we we um, we just got a lot going on right now, and I, I think it's good that we can learn how to ride motorcycles. And a lot of people need to learn some skills. I mean, you know. We we can't teach Mister Know It Alls because really we we're we're teaching people that want to want to learn, and I'm not stop learning. I mean I I, I want to get better myself. Um, the more skilled I am out there, the more safer I am to the public. Uh, the more safer I am to my family, you know, because I, I don't I don't want to get a phone call where Jason's fell over top of a car, you know. So. You know, let's stay safe. I, I believe God gives us wisdom. But anyways, that's uh, this Saturday at 11 o'clock in Blue Ridge. We are going to meet out there. Um, we've been having some people wanting to come, so it's going to be good. Anyways, guys, um, 
We uh, we also got the miracle water here, guys. And if you're not on our email list, get with us. Get with uh, Sister Penny here. She'll get you on that email list. Just give her your, we need your phone number and your email. That way we can text you or email you through the week and let you know what's coming up. Okay. Anyways, guys, let's go on to the message, okay? Um, and if you want to give tonight, uh, you can go to uh, God Saving Ministry on Venmo. If you have a Venmo account, uh, you got a cash app. You can go to Money Sign God Saving Ministries. You can also go to our website at godsavingministries.com forward slash partnership, and you can give to the ministry. We would appreciate your offering and gifts because, trust me, we need to reach more people. Uh, matter of fact, we got another device in. We're going to try. Um, I just ordered it last week. I think it's. Uh, we're going to try to get better internet out here on Wednesday night. So um, maybe it'll work. You know, I'm hoping so. Um, maybe didn't work enough to stream good and and the quality's good. So you know, uh, working on getting this gospel out, guys. That's our main focus right now. Get getting the God's listen. We're here to preach the gospel, and let me tell y'all something. Jesus is never going to come back until we get busy preaching the gospel. See, y- y'all don't read God's word because in God's word it says. The end shall come when the gospel is preached to the, all the ends of the world. So, you know, we're delaying his coming. You know that. We're the church. We need to get this gospel out there. And, you know, I ride by a guy, and I, I'm going to say this and I'll get started in the message, but I ride by a guy in Blue Ridge, Georgia. He sits there, and, and it, it, my heart was out to him today for some reason. I always see him. But he puts up Jesus signs everywhere. This man sits out in the cold weather. Don't matter if it's hot. I mean, and I, I said, God, you know, and, and it's like God spoke to me. You know, all these people today, we're fixing to have some bad weather up in Blue Ridge, Georgia. And I, all these people just, they're panicking. But they're getting prepared. They're making sure they're getting wood and all this stuff and all this and all that. But God just spoke to me going down the road and he said, son, you need to tell them to get prepared for my son. <laughs> See, we don't think about that. We think about bad weather and all this stuff, but nobody gets prepared for his son. See, Jesus is not coming back for a bride that is dirty. He's coming back for a bride that's blemish and white and ready for her husband. See, we need to get ready for the wedding. We need to get ready for the coming of the Lord, folks. It's at hand. We're so scared of snowstorms, and we get all prepared. We go buy food. We go buy this. We get all prepared for all that, but we don't prepare our soul for heaven. When's the last time you got in God's Word? When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you fellowshiped and talked with God alone? When's the last time you asked God to build a relationship with him? Come on. We got our priorities mixed up, guys. We're worried about storms, earthquakes, tornadoes, all this stuff, but we ain't even worried about getting our soul right with God. We're not worried about getting us right with God. 
We're not. If people were worried about getting their soul right with God and getting ready for heaven, don't you think this tonight on Podbeam, don't you think this place will be full? Because I've shared it to many, many people before I got on here. And nobody comes. Because they're more worried about the snow, they're worried about this, they're worried about that. But you know what? I'm not worried about that stuff. They're more concerned about their present time than their future. And what's your future, my friend? Because, listen, the Bible says life is nothing but a vapor. You're here one minute and you're gone the next. God's nowhere in God's word that I find that you're promised tomorrow either. You're not. You're not promised tomorrow, I promise you. You are not promised tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? You are not promised tomorrow. So here, here's the dilemma, guys. We're, we're more concentrated on getting a man in our life. Oh, we need a man. We need this. We No, 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 no. You don't need a man. You got to understand something. Adam was by himself in the garden before Eden, Eve was even created. Come on. You was created for him, and in him you do, you do well. You was created in him. Hello, bro. You was created in him and for him, and in him is your being living. Do you know you were in God before the foundations of the world? Do you know that you were created before you got to your mama's womb? You understand that, right? Do you know that before you entered the earth, do you know that you were a living being? The Bible says you were in God before the foundations of the heavens and earth. Are you aware that you're a billion years old? Are you aware that, let me tell you something. You were created before the angels in Lucifer was even thought of. Why do you think at the end of the days, guys, we will judge angels? Read, Read your word. We will judge angels. But God brought us to earth to put us on a testing ground to see if we could we could hold up and love him. Come on, guys. Did you not read Job? Did Satan go to God? No. God went to Satan. He said, have you considered my servant Job? God is testing us to see if we qualify for what next level we have in our venture. You got to test something before before you give it opportunity. Come on. See, even Jesus was tested. Anybody that comes through the human body has to be tested and tried. That's why a lot of you punks... You, you couldn't hold up with God. Go, oh, oh, God took my mother. I, I ain't serving him no more. Then you loved your mother more than you did God. That's all I got to say. You were being tested and you failed the test. Come on. 
Well, Jason, you don't understand. You ain't had nobody die. Oh, yes, but I have. I've had my son die. Yes, I have. But did it turn me away from God? See, it's only a test, friend. God is testing you. In Matthew 4, in Matthew chapter 4, he he gives them the illustration that he tested his own son. The Bible said he was led up by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. Who led him there? God did. You have to be tested, guys. You're not going to get around this testing. You won't love God? Oh, I love God, Jason. You don't understand. I love God. Yeah, and when the test's on, you fall under the bush. Man, where am I going with this tonight, Lord? I, I'm just I'm following the Holy Ghost. I ain't got no scripts. I don't have to have no scripts. All I have to have is the leading of the Holy Ghost. You know, it's kind of phenomenal. People say they love God, and they'll, they'll tell everybody, oh, I love God. I love God. You don't understand, Jason, Brother Jason. I love God. I love me some God. Yeah, when the test is on, well, you do. You fall under the bus. That's what you do. God has to test you and try you and see if you're worthy to be his disciples. God will test you to see if you love your children more than him. It, so many people fail that test too, by the way, especially mothers. Yeah, Jason, you don't understand. I got my children. My children is my world. Yeah, but when it comes to choosing God over your children, and you, and you, you know why he does this? Because you got to understand something. Satan will use your family. Satan will use your own kids to come against you and to persuade you away from God. Do you know that? Let me ask you this question. Who was you with before you had kids? God. Who was you with before you even got in your mother's womb? God. In Revelation, it says, I have somewhat against you. Return unto your first love. Come on. Who is our first love, guys? Come on. He said, somewhat I have against you. I'm just going to turn to that right quick. Let's go that right quick, guys. I want to show you in God's word. I'm not playing with this stuff. Let's just go this. I know we're in Genesis, but we're going to go to Revelation right quick. I'm going to show you. You're looking at me like, oh, Jason, that ain't in the word of God. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see if it's in the word of God. Okay, right here. And I'm going to sketch over this. In Revelations chapter 1, he tells the uh, churches, uh, uh, the angels to write to the churches, right? All right, I'm going to show you it's in, in God's Word. In verse 18, uh, verse 118, I am he, 
I'm he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive evermore. Amen. I have the keys to hell and death and the grave. I I have the keys of hell and of death. Write these things. You have seen these are the things that shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars and the saw at the right hand. The seven golden candlesticks. The seven the seven stars and the angels of the seven churches. Seven candlesticks. And we got these candlesticks in our studio up here, guys. And I, I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you one day. Uh, especially on Miracle Night, I'm going to show you and demonstrate you these seven candlesticks. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. These candlesticks mean something, guys. And you, you know, candlesticks. Uh, he said the seven stars and the angels and the seven churches and the seven candlesticks. The candlesticks is us, guys. And saw us the seven churches. Now, I'm going I'm to show you something. Chapter 2, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things. He that has the head, uh, he that ha- holdeth the seven stars a- a- in his right hand, he that walketh in the midst of the seven candlesticks, I know thy works, and I know thy labor, uh, and thy patient, how that thou canest bear which are evil, thou hast tried them, which say they are apostles, but found them liars, and hast borne and has patience and labor. And verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Thou hast left. Come on. I, I'm giving you scripture, guys. It's This is scripture. In chapter 2 of Revelations, chapter 3, and, well, it goes in verse 4. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Now, is everybody going to heaven? No, no. Not everybody's going to heaven, folks. I don't know where you heard that strange doctrine. And just because you was 12 years old and gave your life to Jesus, don't mean you're going to heaven either. Come on. God God ain't God ain't tolerating no false doctrine tonight, okay? He he's not he's not doing no Baptist, okay? He's not doing no frozen chosen. Frozen chosen. All right, let's go on. So if he has somewhat against you in your first love, but who is your first love? Was it your boyfriend or your first husband or uh, 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 is it these things? Uh Uh-uh. Your first love is God. Your first love was God. You were in God before the foundations of the world. Come on. This is all in God's word. Let me me show you this too. I got to show you everything. Let me just show you this. I want to give you scripture because you, you you're looking at you 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 listen to me thinking, Jason, where do you get all this? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Hold on, just give me just a minute, guys. 
Let me find it. Okay. All right. I know what's in here. Um, Let me look up this. There it is. All right, guys. Just give me just a minute. Give me just a minute. All right, you were you were in him before the foundations of the world. And and I'm gonna, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you guys this. I'm going to show you guys this. I want to show you guys this. All right. Just about found it. Hold on, guys. Just about found it. All right. All right. I know what's in here. Um Okay, guys, let's go on. Uh it's in here. I I I'll have to find it for you guys. I can't find it right off the bat. But it talks about Uh, the foundations of the world, we were in him before the foundations of the world. Uh, maybe I can look that up. I'm not sure. Hold on, guys. Hold on, Just a second, guys. I, I don't write scripts and stuff like that, so, you know, <laughs> I, I just follow the Holy Ghost, okay? I, I just follow the Holy Ghost. I don't have scripts and all that stuff. I don't prepare nothing. I just study and uh, let God use me, okay? So, hello, Mary. Um. Anyways, just carry on. Um. And according, okay, well, well, wow. See, I tell you, if you seek, you'll find. In Ephesians chapter 1, 4, according, 
according as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. Now, this is going to get kind of interesting, guys, so pay attention and don't, don't, don't be sleeping and snodding your nose or snodding your eyes. And, you know, pay attention. You're going to learn something tonight. In Ephesians chapter uh, 1, verse 4, you can read it yourself, King James Version, if the King James thumpers, thumpers are out there. So, according, according as he has chosen uh, us in him. So, number one, you were in him. So, let, 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 let me paint a picture for you guys with this, okay? You were in God, okay? So, you were in God before the foundations of the world. So, you exist. you existed before the foundations of the world was even created. So that makes you, that don't make me 43. That makes me billions of years old, right? I'll show you guys something. We, we don't study God's word. We just read it, but we don't study it. According, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. So we were chosen. Many are chosen Many are called, but few are chosen. I don't know about you, but I want to be chosen, don't you? According to as he is chosen us in him. You know why that, that scripture says many are called, but few are chosen? Because few choose to find out who they are. My God, that's good. Not many find out who they are. See, that's what the problem with the body of Christ is. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they come from. They don't know. And, and it's kind of like we're in a we're in a world where God let us come through our mother's womb and we forgot everything where we come from. And that's why Revelation says, return unto your first love. Look, I'm, I'm reading it to you guys. I just read it to you in Revelation. Return unto your first love. Repent where you have fallen. So where have we fallen? We are falling because we forgot who we was. My God. See, y'all don't realize who you are in Christ. See, the Bible says, according to he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. that we should be holy without blame before him in love. So what is he telling you? He's telling you, you got to fall in love with me again. You got to find your identity inside of me. See, we think we need spouses, but we don't. We think we need children, but we don't. We need him because he is inside of us. Greater is he that's in the world. He does, he, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Do you understand that God dwells in you? Do you understand that when you find yourself in God and, and God in you, you find your identity and your identity is not of this earth? If a man loved this world, he's an enemy to God. 
You're not of this world, folks. You're a pilgrim. You're just passing through. I felt the anointing on that one. That went all the way down my spine. You're a pilgrim passing through. Do you understand what pilgrims do? Pilgrims do not state that their identity is credified of this world, but God said, if you are in me, then you're not of this world. And if a man loves the world, then he don't have the love of the Father in him because you're not of this world. Matter of fact, you just come through a testing ground. All you you here for is to be tested. That's it. God sent you down here through your mother's womb because Jeremiah, I'm going to show you something. Show you something. This is good. This is good, Lord. I'll show you something. Hold on. I... Give me, give me just a, give me just a second, guys. I'm going to show you something. Jeremiah one one five. Before I form thee in the belly, watch this, guys. It's good stuff. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Glory to God. Do you understand that God knew you before you was formed in your mama's womb? Your mama's womb. I'm on air. You were in your mama's womb. In your mama's womb. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou canest forth out of the womb, sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That's what he told Jeremiah. Guys, are you are, are you listening to this? Or are you just are, are you just you know? I don't know, Jason. You understand that God knew you. I just read it out to you. According Ephesians four one four, according to He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, and that He should be holy without blame before. Before him in love. So God wants you to fall in love with him. That's just it, guys. Plain and simple. And then he says in Jeremiah 1, 5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Do you understand that, that John the Baptist and Jesus was together with the two ladies in the stomach? And the Bible said John leaped in his stomach. Do you understand that God anointed you when you were in the womb? <laughs> Glory. See, he knew my life before it was. 
He knew my life. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what it take to get me where I need to get. Why? Because God was trying to remind me where I come from. And I didn't come from my mother. I come through my mother. So that makes me not, listen, that makes me not worshiping my mother more than God. Because I didn't come from my mother. I come through my mother. There's a difference. She was just a gate. That's all she was. You know what the old saying is? I'll tell you what the old saying is. Your parents told you, I, I brought you into the world, I'd take you out. No, you can't. Number one, you didn't bring me into the world. Listen, you were just a gate for me to get to the world. You didn't bring me in the world. Who brought me in the world was God. See, he formed me in the mother womb. See, see, it says in Scripture, before I formed thee, before I formed thee, who forms? God does. Well, if it wasn't for my sperm and the egg, you wouldn't be created. Who put your egg there? Come on. And who put his sperm there? Come on. Oh, see, see, we're getting to, to, to where glory needs to be. It's not in man. It's in God. It's in God. It's in God, folks. It's in God. So, who are we? This is titled, this message is not. I'm going to change it. Who are we? See, the problem is we don't know who we are. So who are we? We're living epistles. We're from another world. You understand you are from another world. You're not of this world. Do you understand that you were created in him before the foundations of the world? Do you know that you're not 43, Jason? You're billions of years old. Billions. Because if I was in him before the foundations of the heaven and earth, I got to be billions of years old. Now you know why God fights and gives his only begotten son for you? Because you was his jewel. You were in him before the foundations of the world. Listen, he, 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 he's not just going to let you go lightly. He's not just going to throw you down the drain lightly because, listen, you were in him before all this even started. Oh, my God. See, when you find who you are in God, when you find who you are in him and he's in you, my Lord, my Lord, I'm telling you, they ain't nothing impossible. Nothing impossible. And, and you understand, the closer you get to him, it, it's like things are magnet to you. And things are magnets. I'm telling you guys, y'all don't understand how big God is. Y'all worry about getting paid a lot, Bill. God owns the lot company. Come on. Don't tell me he don't. Don't tell me he don't. God said the earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. He owns a thousand hills and a cattle. He owns it all. 
Men just think they got control down here. No, I don't think so. We're of another world, guys. We're of another dimension. It's kind of like this. You, you, you left heaven. You left God to come to earth to be tested. That's it. You're here to be tested and tried because God wants to prove to the enemy that he does have people that love him. You're on a proving ground. Did he not tell Job? He said, hey, Job, have you considered my servant Job? Hey, Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And also, he led his own son up into the wilderness to be tempted and tried of the devil. Listen, he's here to test you, to try you, and, 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 and show you and show the devil that, hey, I got people that love me. I got people that want to be on my side. I got people, and you know what? They don't want to be on my side, and this is what Satan responded to God about Job. Oh, he just blesses you because you bless him. Well, good. Take everything he's got, and let's see what he does. See what I'm saying? Guys, I you know what? This this is it for tonight. This is it. Know who you are in him. Know who you are in him. That's the key. And father love with him. Seek him. He's a rewarder of those who digitally seek him. You want rewards? Start seeking him. Find out who you are in him. Find out who God is. Find out where God lives. You, you know, you know, God, God lives. You know where God lives? God's got a house. Yes, he does. He's got a secret place. Book of Psalms. Whoever dwelleth in the secret place of the most high the, shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He's got a secret place. You know why he's got a secret place? Because he wants to hide you in him, and the devil can't find you. Mm, glory to God. See, the devil, you got a devil out there that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, so God has to hide you. And you know what? As long as we're in him, we're hid, because g g Satan ain't going to come to God. I'm telling you. As long as we abide under his shadow, come on. Whoever abides under the shadow of the Almighty, Let's just go to that right quick. I like, I like to give you scripture because most people look at me. Abideth under the shadow. Okay. All right, guys. Let me just go to it right quick. He did the wealth in the secret place to the most high, Psalms 90, 90, 91, 1. He did the uh he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shot now he that dwelleth in the secret place. See, you gotta find God's secret place. And when you're in God, you're in his secret place. So I'm saying when you find who God is and you dwell in God and you realize who you are and, and you were in him and he was in you and then you're in that secret place and Satan can't find you. Ain't that wonderful? He said he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. You think 
You think Satan's going to bother you when you're under his shadow? I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snow of the fowler and from the noisy pestilence. He shall cover his cover me with his feathers, and under his wings shall I trust. And his truth shall be a, a shield and a butler. Thou shalt not be afraid by terror by night, nor by iron that flieth by day, nor by pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor by destruction that wakes by noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and a thousand at thy right hand. <coughs> but he shall not, but it shall not come nigh thee wellin. Oh, but Jason, I'm scared. I'm scared. Then you're not dwelling in him. You're not found your secret place. Your secret place is knowing who you are in God. Your secret place is knowing who you are in him and knowing where you come from and knowing what the abilities you have here on earth. You have the abilities to walk on water. You have the abilities to lay a staff down and, and, and watch the Red Sea depart. If God did it, you can do it. Why? Because you're in him. If you're in him, you can do what he does. My God. You can do what he does if you're in him. Think about this, guys. If you're in him, you can do what he does. That's where Jesus said, listen, guys, I've come to tell you that, God, you do greater works than I do. I go back to the Father. Jesus was trying to demonstrate to us, guys, y'all can have the same power. You can, you can lay hands on the sick and wa- you can take water and turn it to wine. Do you understand that? You can do better things than that. Why? Because you're in him and he's in you. I, I don't think it's resting to y'all too well. A thousand shall fall at thy side, 10,000 at the right hand, but I shall, but it shall not come nigh thy dwelling only thy eyes can behold in the reward of the wit. So, yes, God's got to hide you in him because the enemy wants to come and find you out. And he can't because you're hid in him. You're hid in him. You understand that, right? You're hid in him. Maybe y'all not getting this. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe y'all not getting this too well. All right. When you learn who you are, you learn where you come from. Then you know who you are in him. And when you learn how to pull from God, what's in him already. And you, you know what? Your DNA is with God, not your mother. Your your true DNA is not from your mother, it's from God. Your true DNA is not from your mother. You got to understand something. Your mother was a tool to get you to earth. That's all she was. So before you worship your mother more than you do God, come on, somebody. I know some people like that right now. They, they believe their mother more than they believe God. Come on, man. 
God did not give you them kids. God did not give you sisters and brothers and stuff to worship. And I promise you, I don't worship my family. I'll tell my family where to go in two minutes. Why? Because to me, I'm not here for them. I'm here for a mission. I'm on a mission. And my mission is is to get people back to their first love. My mission is to get people back to their first love. Who's your first love? It ain't your boyfriend. It ain't your mama. It ain't your greasy granny. It ain't nobody but God. That's your first love. And repent and turn back to your first love. That's all you got to do, guys. You got to fall in love with him, seek him, fellowship with him, pray to him, and build that strong relationship with him. That's it. And watch God do the rest. I'm telling you. When we dwell in him and he dwells in us, there's nothing impossible. My God, a dead person can come in the house. You say, hey, dead person, rise. You don't understand. God's inside of me. He's the very one that gave you life. That's why Jesus said, death, where is your sting? It's swallowed up in victory. Do we actually believe that? We sit around and watch dead people, and and, and, and you know what? My, my daughter was sitting there. Uh, one of my daughters was sitting there and said she got heart problems and all that. I was sitting there asking God, and, and God spoke to me and said, your, your daughter's going to be all right. That's all I needed to hear. Why? Because I'm in him, and he's in me. And when he speaks, things move. He created her. I think he knows what he's doing. It's all God's got to tell me about something. You can hear the biggest negative report, and I say, God, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, son. And then this peace will follow me. And you got to understand, the peace of God that passes understanding. You know why peace passes understanding? And I'll read this to you. That's in Scripture, too. You know why peace passes understanding? The Bible says, peace that make your request known unto God in the peace of God which passes understanding. Why does, why does peace pass understanding? Because God don't want you to figure it out. God just wants you to sit back and watch him work it out. See, we try to figure stuff out. Oh, God, well, uh, uh, what should I do? God says, sit down and shut up. Let me do it. See, that's why when you got a peace about something, you might not understand how it's going to work. You might not understand how it's going to do, but you know that God's in control because he's gave you a peace about it. I remember one of my kids one time, she called about one o'clock in the morning. Oh, mama, yeah, 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 yeah. I just reached over and told my wife, she's going to be all right. I felt a peace. That's all I got to search for is the peace. When I get a piece of me, things are going to be all right. I told my daughter today, she called me, Daddy this, Daddy that. I said, Megan, let me tell you something. All you got to do is find a piece, baby. That's it. When you find that piece, you might not understand when, where, how. All you got to do is find the piece because when you got the piece, you got the insurance. It's almost like it's there, it's done, it's delivered. I was going through something with my wife, and I'm, I'm going to say that in the end, guys. I was going through something with my wife one time. She was having a lot of 
you know, heart problems and all this stuff. Anyways, they rushed her to the hospital. And, you know, you, you know how Satan goes, oh, she's going to die. God just spoke to me out of nowhere. He said, son, your wife can't die. I said, really, God? She can't? Nope, she ain't going to die. She'll be out. Right. When God told me that, I just let it go. I said, okay, God, I'm not going to fear this anymore. Guys, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but the power of love and a sound mind. Don't live fear, fearful. Live fearless. God didn't give you that fear. He don't want you to walk in fear. The only fear he gave you is to fear the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. That's the only fear you need to have. The rest, forget it. That's why God's got me on a Harley Davidson out there. I go about 70 miles per hour. You know, I used to have the biggest fear. But you know, fear is gone. Because when I'm in him, I have no fear. What is there to fear? It's almost like you're around your big daddy. What is there to fear? Daddy's got you. I'm, I'm secure. All right, guys, that's all I have for tonight. Good evening, guys. Listen, we're going to have a snowstorm up here in Blue Ridge, Georgia, so be praying for us. Um, I don't fear it either, but we might make a snowman or something or a snow angel, but anyways. All right, well, y'all be safe. Keep warm, guys, and listen, it's okay to prepare for the snow, guys. I'm just telling you, we need to prepare for heaven too. We need to prepare to meet God. Anyways, y'all have a good one. And remember, uh, share, share, share. Share this broadcast. Get the word out, guys. Get on our email list. God bless you. This is Prophet Jason. I'm out of here.